Lads on Tour is a podcast that may contain weird, suggestive, or downright confusing stuff. And if you have an issue with that, honestly, that sounds like a you problem. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. The sky is darker tonight than it usually is. It's not the kind of thing you would even notice, not unless you're the kind of person who notices these things. If you were, you might have noticed the other strange omens popping up over the past few months too, even the past few years. The strange weather patterns, the erratic behaviour of normally very well-behaved animals, that weird look that guy gave you on the bus the other day. And, if you're the kind of person who knows about these things, and there aren't that many who do nowadays, you might even recognise these events for what they really are. Signs. Harbingers of that day prophesied in the Book of Revelations. The Rapture. The Second Coming. The End of Days. (laughs) Honestly, who gives a fuck about that? (laughs) In just a few weeks, Daniel McLeod is going to get married, and it's time that he and the boys get fucked up. So lads, grab your shot glasses and your increasingly socially unacceptable inflatable dolls. This is Lads on Tour. Welcome to Lads on Tour. This is a podcast where we play D&D to tell the story of a stag do that has been waylaid by the onset of the apocalypse. My name's Susie Ray and I'll be your dungeon master. Um, really quickly, for anyone who isn't familiar with D&D, who hasn't played or listened to podcasts or whatever... This is a role-playing game where we basically just tell a story together. Um, These guys are all going to play a character each. I'm going to play everybody else. Whatever we want to do, we can do. And the success of that is based on a combination of dice rolls and then just the whims of me. Um, For anyone who is familiar with D&D, who does know the rules, please immediately forget those. We don't really know them. This is a very, very rules-light version of the game. It's set in, like, ostensibly our world. So it's going to be... Everything's been kind of homebrewed and tweaked to fit in a not-high-fantasy setting. Um, also, I'm honestly just not a good DM. So I don't know the rules to any game I've ever played in my life. Uh, fight me. I don't At think me. you're supposed to lie. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. People can at me on the internet to set up a physical fight. This is a good start. This is they fine. They will fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm Susie Ray. I'm the DM. Um, I know. So we discussed. I know doing like like a stag do game because this is a stag do podcast to start it. But I couldn't really find any good stag do games that worked for an audio, audio medium and weren't just like awful. Um, <laughs> straight straight men are not okay. They're just not okay. So and eventually I found like, you know you get those icebreaker questions on tables at wedding to try and mm. massage the yes. awkward small talk with the strangers you're sitting next to? God. Yeah. So I've got some of those. I'm just going to use those to like introduce your characters and I'm just going to make you guys improv right off the bat. So do you want to <laughs> introduce yourselves, introduce your character and... Give your character's best piece of advice for the married couple. And Rory, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, Hi, I'm Rory McDuff, and I am playing Greg Roomba, who is a (laughs) naughty little loser, who is also a rogue. I hate Um, hate the way you described that, but... I know, I thought I was thinking about how to 
incorporate the word naughty in there. So I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm glad you went with that time. and worked backwards. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. On you That's go. That's how I started. I started the character generation process with that. <laughs> um, so what's Greg's best piece of advice for the newly married couple? Well, um, when Greg uh, and Greg's longest lasting relationship, which was with, with Cassie uh, for nine months, six years ago, um, the thing he always found was important was you, you, you don't you don't ever need to talk about anything. So that's that's what he would say. Just a complete lack of emotional intimacy is probably Greg's like main thing. This is, this is like a comedy podcast, right? <laughs> no, this is a this is a serious relationships podcast. Okay, and okay, I will be good. taking that on board in my relationship. Good. So thanks very cool. much. Um, next up, Sam, can you introduce your character, please? <laughs> Hello, my Speaking name of emotional is... intimacy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. My name's Sam Ferguson, uh, and I am going to be playing uh, Artem Volkov on this podcast. Uh, thank you all for reacting to the accent immediately. That really puts me in a good mindset straight away. I love Artem. Uh, so good. Artem is the brother of the bride. Uh, and is less familiar with the rest of the group, but we will see how he gets on with everyone. He's also significantly younger, at 21, uh, and for the D&D enthusiasts out there, he is a ranger. Nice. Uh, I would also describe him, I just remembered that you said sort of do a vague description, or like a more specific description, so I would say that he is a Reddit-lurking conspiracy theorist apocalypse prepper. Fab. And what's his advice for the happy couple? Uh, Artem's big advice would be uh, make sure that you stay across announcements of new graphics cards because you want to <laughs> pre-order those babies as soon as they come on the market because if you want to get in that Bitcoin game, you've got to get in early. Uh, you cannot wait until they go on general sale. Otherwise, you will miss out. Fab. Incredible. Thank you. It's good um, Joe. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm JJ Harwood, aka Joe, and I will be voicing Guy Chapman, uh, the groom's friend from work, who is a bard and just a perfectly normal, regular human man with the standard <laughs> amount of human eyes. Nice. It nice. is nice. Love him. And what advice would Guy give? Uh, Guy doesn't really have a lot of practical experience in, like, long-term relationships, so his advice would be, uh, to put aside some of the, um, money that they've been saving, uh, towards, like, you know, their future and stuff, invest it in a mid-to-low-risk investment thing, let that build up over the course of about 30-40 years, then they can retire early and live off the profits. I feel like it should be pointed out at this point that Guy is also an accountant. He's an accountant. <laughs> no, but is he an accountant or is he an accountant? Why don't we no. find out together? I'm so excited to find out together. Uh, also, we can't hear when you wink, Faye. <laughs> is he an accountant or is he wink? Can, Rory, can you just edit in a wink noise? There's going to be a wink sound effect. Okay, guys, here's the wink sound effect. And I think we can all agree it's perfect. That was, it, that was it perfectly represents Nailed the idea, it. the concept of a wink. Wonderful. <laughs> totally fine. Um, Faye, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I forgot about that. Um, 
So my name is Faye Evans and I'm playing Lucas Rossi and Lucas Rossi is a good pure boy and I love him. Um, Lucas is friends with uh, the groom Dan from Scouts where they've both been volunteering for a while Um, and they're just really good friends and he really loves Dan as a friend I should specify. Um, And Lucas's advice for marriage is to never stop trying. He looks at his friends who are in amazing relationships that he just, he adores and he's just so, so happy for all of them. And the one amazing thing that he's realised about them is that they just never stop trying to love each other, make each other happy and give each other everything that they need day to day. That's so soft. That is heart melting. Um, (laughs) And and that's Lucas. (laughs) Oh no, I'm so sad already. I need to rewrite everything I've got planned for this. Campaign. So excited to bully Lucas. <laughs> um, and so what class is he in the Oh, yeah. Uh, Lucas, like yeah, Lucas is a paladin, uh, which he would be very surprised to find out, <laughs> I imagine. I mean, as would we all. <laughs> You're the plate armor guy. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, one thing that Lucas is super, super into is um, CrossFit for Christ. So... <laughs> I'm not that surprised that he is the play armor guy. Is that a real thing? Crossfit for Christ. I mean, I mean, did you make Christ that up? on the is cross? That... Very fit, very ripped. Yeah, I, we've all I seen think the. I made it up. I don't know. I drew a logo. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that's going to be on our Twitter account. Um, at so. Pods on tour. So go and check that out. Oh my god, I want a t-shirt. Yes. Sell it. Um, I am going to find a d4 in my pile of things. I'm going to roll a d4 to see who we're going to start with. Ooh, Ooh, that's exciting. So, we're starting um, the day before the the stag do of Daniel McLeod, who's getting married very soon. And, yeah, we're just going to see who we're going to meet first, getting ready. So, we begin our story in London, and specifically in Knightsbridge. Uh, for anyone who's not from London, light Knightsbridge is very expensive. Knightsbridge is like old money expensive. There is a lot of like your. I was going to say you're made in Chelsea lot, but I guess they live in Chelsea. <laughs> um, but you're like people who are heirs to stuff, people who have titles, people whose dads have money, and they all wear fucking red chinos and say ya yeah before sentences. Oh, weird and belts. I can't. Weird belts. Weird belts. Gilets. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's also really close to the good museums so swings and roundabouts don't go to Knightsbridge um, in, we are going to be in one of the very very nice townhouses in Knightsbridge and this this townhouse was very much decorated for showing off how much money they have like it's it is gaudy there's a lot of gold plated shit there's a lot of mahogany it's very like dark colors very very rich um and i would say for this vignette it's the middle of the night no one's really around whether or not people are in you wouldn't be really sure it's quiet um the staff have gone home there's definitely staff (laughs) and the only sign of life currently about 3 a.m is in one of the smaller bedrooms upstairs and this bedroom is less less gaudily decorated than the rest of the house in that it's 
barely decorated. It's got like the basic furniture you would need for a room. It's got like bed, chest of drawers, a desk. Um, in fact, most of the room is taken up by desk. Um, and the only light currently seen in this room is the flickering of a computer screen. And in front of that computer is Artem. So, Sam, would you like to introduce us to Artem? Uh, Artem, uh, lit up by the sort of harsh blue light of his laptop, uh, is currently sitting in a Discord server with some of his friends from his Apocalypse Prepper subreddit, uh, bemoaning <laughs> the fact that he has to go on this trip to Vegas. Uh, he is about six foot two, uh, and he has short cropped black hair, uh, strong, <laughs> thick eyebrows, uh, broad shoulders. Uh, he is in pretty good shape, uh, because he is, uh, assuming that the world is going to end within the next five to ten years. <laughs> so he wants to make sure that he is ready for that survival of the fittest clusterfuck when it comes. Uh, behind him on his bed is an open suitcase, uh, currently filled sort of Tetris-like and perfect with individually uh, waterproof wrapped uh, little sort of packages. So each one has sort of like <laughs> pants, shirts... Uh, and then sort of like some various bits and pieces spread throughout the bag. So in case something happens to one of the packages, the other packages will remain intact. <laughs> Smart. Uh, he has some very expensive headphones on his head uh, and has the mic down. Uh, and there is a sort of uh, gentle background noise of uh, some sort of miscellaneous European pop, I would say. Love it. Uh, and uh, he is currently clicking through uh, uh, websites that are explaining how to beat the house uh, in casinos uh, and how to count cards and stuff like that. Uh, and I would say that the first thing he's going to say is like, this whole thing just feels like a scam to get money from stupid people. Bro, bro, it is definitely a scam. It is absolutely a scam, but if you game it, if you game it, you can scam them. So this is um, one of your Reddit friends who's called, like, name string of numbers. Actually, I've written this down. His name is Bill0377390XXX. Uh, he's a close personal friend. He's in, like, <laughs> you want to say possibly Ohio, but you guys have never disclosed locations. Of course we haven't. That would be a grave security breach. Yeah, absolutely. Why would we ever tell each other where we are? Actually, what is Artem's uh, screen name? They call it screen uh, names. What do the what do the kids call it? Handle. Uh, no, that's yeah. Hand, yeah, handle feels right. Oh god. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, what is his what is his Reddit his Reddit pseudonym? Uh, his Reddit pseudonym is uh, Voltron Two K. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Partly as reference to his name and the year he was born, uh, and partly because he does love some some anime shit. I can't believe people were born in 2000. So he's going to respond to Bill uh, and just go, Bilbo, seriously, why the fuck would I trust any of these people? They control all the variables. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but like, you gotta, you gotta think smart, dude. You gotta think smart. People do it all the time. We've seen, look, have you seen, have you seen that film with Bill Murray? Which one? They are all shit. <laughs> no, like the one... Was it Bill Murray? It was... Or they were like counting... Co Look, dude, dude, trust me. Trust me. I've read I've read so much stuff about this. You just you gotta game it. You gotta be smart. You gotta make the money. Um, and then you can like... 
Actually, or you could just not. You know what? If you were, if you were, if you want to, like, really, like, feel good about it and, like, have a good time, I have a guy I can hook you up with there, like, he can get you. So it's not, it's not exactly acid. It's like, um, so chemically it's basically acid. I think he makes it in his, um. Bilbo, Bilbo, we talked about this. I do not do that shit. Like, what, what happens if I'm tripping balls and then the world ends? Hmm? What am I going to do when the nuclear weapon goes off and I'm stuck in fucking Vegas, like, looking at the carpet, going, ooh, swirly patterns! I'm going to be fucked! Bro, bro, the world is not going to end this weekend. Yeah, bullshit. Like, it's gonna you be, don't know that. The world... Look, probably five to ten years, the world... And then another voice pops up, and this is, um... Another one of your friends in the server. This is Birdtruther69. <laughs> um, who's just like, no, mate, mate, it's um, it's uh, you, we not, it's not. Don't don't listen to don't listen to Bill zero three seven seven three nine zero two xxx. No, it's gonna be any any day now. You've seen, and you're you're gonna be in America. So actually, you're gonna be better off than the rest of us because they're like America. They think they're the center of the world. They've always thought they're the center of the world, but they're not because they're. That's not where the weird bird shit is happening. It's happening. <laughs> Their birds are barely disappearing at all. There's been like maybe three bird incidents in the past year. Here, here, Britain, that's the centre of it all. That's where the birds are disappearing. The disappearing Artem. And Bill's just like, actually, on second thoughts, bro, could you just bring your Xbox like with you to Vegas? Because we have a raid and um, don't leave me with, please don't leave me with bird truther. Dude, you know I would love to do that, but I can't take shit. Like, if Kat finds out I've just spent whole holiday in the hotel room, she'll fucking take my balls. Ugh, bro, okay, I guess, like, bail on our raid to hang out and do your, like, alpha Chad bonding ceremony. It's gonna be fucking you know, it's just a, bullshit, right? It's, it's like, just a celebration of the fact that this guy is fucking your sister. Like, it's oh, fucked thanks. up that you have to go. This is a great image. I really appreciate this. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm just prepping. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not wrong. And maybe we should talk about I mean, the birds wrong. going missing. Maybe, maybe. I oh my god! I'm so glad that. you asked. Um, <laughs> no, wait. All... I, that was a fucking joke. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Next, we're going to stay in London, and we are going to go to Soho. Uh, and again, for those who aren't from London, nobody fucking lives in Soho anymore. Soho is just like everything is a pret-a-manger, pret-a-manger, pret a pret a pret Yeah, pret. Everything, everything yeah. is a pret. Some kind of chain store. One of the like three remaining sex shops, and then just like offices and Airbnbs. However, someone lives in Soho, um, and the flat that we're in is. It's got the vibe of, like, a banker's flat. Like, it's very expensively decorated, but it's quite sterile. Like, everything looks like it was just bought out of the same catalogue by someone who didn't wasn't really planning to live there that much. Um, it's, like, tasteful, but in a very bland way. Um, but whoever is living there has clearly tried to decorate. And not well. This is like someone has sellotaped a pizza brochure to the wall because it looked pretty. There's a... <laughs> Uh, there's a traffic cone in the corner like this is the vibe we're going for it looks like a bomb has hit it it's just just stuff everywhere um if this was a if this was like the cold open to a tv show right now the camera would be following a trail of clothes um going from the door to the bed um and on the bed in the bed that's a weird way of putting that is actually probably more sitting on the bed is a young woman um, 
called Amy. She's very, very pretty. She's blonde. She's in her underwear. She's having a great time. She's having a lovely, lovely night. And um, Guy. So, Joe, please introduce us to Guy. Yes. So, uh, Guy's uh, probably like just under six feet tall. And this bastard looks like Chris Hemsworth in Ghostbusters. Like, just (laughs) impeccable. Um, And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he is currently dragging a small uh, carry-on suitcase out of a cupboard, and he's saying, "Amy, I mean, I, ju- I just don't know what I should bring because apart from the the condoms and the Mardi Gras beads, I'm a bit stuck." Right. So okay. No. Can, no. No. Can babe, you help? It's fine. Yeah. 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 No. I've been. Or I've been. I've never been to Vegas, um, but I have been to Blackpool, uh, which is sort of oh, the okay. best in Vegas. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Blackpool? Oh, it's great. Uh, it's like the Vegas of um, Blackpool. And it's um Oh should I should I tell Danny? Have we got time to rearrange? No 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 Vegas it's fine, it's fine. Oh, Vegas okay, is gonna be great. Um Right, what you need to bring you definitely need to bring um you need to bring condoms. Okay, right. And uh guy runs to uh the bedside table and pulls out a full string of thirty six condoms and just throws them <laughs> right, all in right. the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um and you need Right, so you want people to think you're fun, right? Like, this is a fun, a fun stack. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want, um, have you got any Mardi Gras beads? Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, oh my god, in the bag. Oh, so, so in sync, so in sync. This is why we hang out. Oh, and I mean, you know, because because of the sex. Oh yeah, um, well, also that's very good as well. That is that is great, but you know, it's just the conversation. It's so hard to to you know date someone who's you just have these like deep conversations with. Um, you've got condoms, right? Yeah, uh, okay, I okay. thought maybe, uh, I thought maybe, like, <coughs> three pairs of pants is probably enough, because, like, I'm not going to be... Now, nah, babe. I'm not going to be wearing babe. them all the time, though, so I thought maybe I'd just go without... <laughs> yeah, no, but babe, babe, listen, you'd never want to get caught without pants, like... Oh, okay, right. Never. See, this is why I asked you, because you're really, really clever. I knew I am. you'd oh, you know what? this. You know, I'm, my friends always say that. I'm just, the, you know, the smart one. Um, <laughs> no, you want to, because you, you know you're not going to be wearing them much, but when you put them on, you don't want to put on used pants. Like, that's not, that's not good for no, anyone. No, no, you're what right, my, you're You right. know, what my shaman says, what my shaman says is um, you never want to put on, <laughs> you never want to put on used pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, right, sorry, so I would I... take maybe four pairs, four pairs. Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to write down the parts about uh, the shaman. Um... Right, I was thinking maybe also because I'm going to need some something to do on the plane. Um, I'll bring my kazoo. <laughs> That's a great idea. That is a solid idea. People are going to love that. I think it's like the. I think Las Vegas is the like the home of music in yeah. uh, the United States of America. So I think that's going to be per- people are going to love that. Yeah, and then like you know I'll. But like everybody else, I mean, will I've have seen that to do as well because I'll be playing my kazoo and then they can yeah, exactly. have a go. Like, have you want. seen that that film that was set in Vegas, um, La La Land? And that's they're always singing. Oh, did did they have any kazoos in that? You know what they didn't, and I think that's why they lost the Oscar to that other film, oh. which I think had actually quite a lot of kazoos. Yeah, oh. I didn't see it. No, that's but, um, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm sure it had kazoos. No, that's that's great. Um, could you just roll? Um, can you roll an insight check for me, please, Joe? I'd be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was a five. Um, 
you know what? You're going to have a great weekend. You're going to have <laughs> such a good yeah. weekend. Everything is fine. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Brilliant. <laughs> you're you're going to have a lovely weekend with your good friend, Daniel, and there's nothing else to worry about. I was thinking maybe as well, I should I should bring bring some tea bags because Danny said you can't get good tea in America. So I thought I'd, oh, I'd put some of those in. That's a well good idea. That's a really good idea. Um, and, um, and do you think I should bring some milk as well? Because I, I think I've got some in the fridge. I don't, I don't know. Actually, yeah, because I bet... No, they've got that weird milk. There. They've got weird milk there. So maybe if you pick it up at the airport... Do they have milk at the airport? Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You're so smart. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, milk Thank at the you. airport. Milk at the airport. And maybe pick up some more condoms while you're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 36 <laughs> doesn't sound like enough. Because you don't, you don't want to get pregnant, babes. Um, and yeah, you just spend your morning packing, having a lovely <laughs> time with your pal, your fuck buddy, Amy... And everything's going to be fine. Is everything's be fine. fine, and you're you're not worried about anything. Nope. Finally, we are going to go west to. It's not quite. It's London. If you ask the people who live there, it's not London. If you ask anyone from London, it's like a <laughs> suburb of London out west. It is. It's not as fancy as Knightsbridge, anything like that. But it is. It's comfortably middle class. It's a very like nice, leafy suburb. Lots of um. Lots of like independent organic shops. Uh, everyone's very pleasant. You kind of get the vibe that there's a few people there that vote a little bit Tory, but most people are like chill, liberal, rich people who like really re- like read the Guardian. This is really opening things up to uh, anyone who's not British. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 Richmond. It's Richmond. Um, and in one of these houses. It's probably like nice little, not not an expensive house, but it's a nice house. Couple of bedrooms, two up, two down. It's got a, like a lovely, very very nicely kept garden. A couple of cats wandering around the garden, just like lying in the sun, showing their bellies. Three cats, three cats just showing their bellies in the sun, having a blast. <laughs> um, and then you go inside, and it's very clean and very nicely kept and very pleasant. There's a little cross on the wall, but it's not too ostentatious, and it looks like. Every single it looks like it's been fucking robbed. Every single drawer is open. There is just panic occurring in there. And in the middle of this this morning before the flight panic is our boy Lucas. So Faye, could you please introduce us to Lucas? Yeah, no problem. So um Lucas is he's really worried. Okay. He's he's packed and he's unpacked and he's packed and he's unpacked and he's packed. Multiple times because he's just really worried that he'll forget something. But I think we're finally down to the final iteration of Lucas's bag. Okay, so you know, he's got his pants, he's got his shirts, including his um, very special going out shirt, which he bought specifically for going out in oh, Vegas. Um, he's very proud and excited about wearing it because um, he hasn't really been out. out like this so he's really excited um and he's quite proud of it and he wore it especially for his friends um deb um and her wife uh carrie and uh yeah they said he looks really handsome so he's really pleased um he's also setting out a couple of other really important things so he's got a friend from the church coming over to feed his cats while he's away um so he's making up like their little separate 
lunches and dinners that they like because they've all got their own favourites. So yeah. he's been setting them up and labelling them with the days and their names. Um, so, you know, he's got all of the salmon in the um, afternoon and tuna in the evening for um, Paul. He's got chicken for both meals for Peter. And then yeah. he's got salmon uh, in the afternoon and chicken in the evening for mittens. Mittens. And he's very, very... Um, <laughs> the parcel. <laughs> and he's just worried that they'll miss him. But um, but he's prepared as well because he's also uh, done a couple of recordings for them to play throughout the day while he's not there because he likes to talk to them and he likes to sing to them when he's working from home so, so they don't miss him too much. And they also often watch the cat Netflix... <laughs> Um, if he goes out, so they know like their favorite Netflix. shows. Netflix. Netflix, exactly. This is yeah. making me currently feel like a bad cat father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So while Lucas is is finalizing everything, you know, he's got this special playlist going in the background. Over the last couple of weeks, he's been watching every stag party episode of a TV show that he can find, so he knows what to expect. And he's currently in the middle of rewatching his favorite ones so he's re-watching the parks and recreation stag do oh, um episode which is a big favorite of his because he just loves that everyone gets their chance to like have their good night out and it's just really really nice um and his other favorite is the one from um new girl because even though they end up in a bit of a fight it's quite fun and exciting and there's a lot of like friendship situations Aww. so he's really pleased about that um yeah that's that's kind of what Lucas is doing. He's a little bit he's a little bit apprehensive. You know, he's got his travel bible with him. He's also he's got a very special thing. Uh it's currently empty because, you know, he's worried about the plane or whatever, but he did find a really 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 impressive thing on the internet. He found a hip flask, right? That says holy water on it, right? And no one's going to know that it actually has holy water in it. <laughs> okay. And he figures, you know, everyone wins. So, he's excited. He is a precious boy. Um, so he's, while he's getting ready, there is a, a ring at the doorbell downstairs. So he, he counts, counts the pants one more time. Settles them back into the uh, to the suitcase and uh, pops downstairs. Cool. So at the door is um, Lucas's good friend and pastor, Reverend Deb. Um, Deb is a bit older than him. She's probably like in her late thirties, forties. She's very lovely. She's like five foot nothing, like super, like very round very nice she's got that energy of being much taller than she is she's wearing like jeans and trainers and then her like shirt with a dog collar and she's she's banging and she's um at the door and she's just like el lucas darling what's um you have sent me nine nine voicemails um last night and then 17 texts are you what's sweetheart darling what's going on so um right so uh do you want to come in do you want a cup of tea yeah 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 all right she she, like comes in she doesn't like push past you it's not that aggressive but she just like bustles in past you into the kitchen immediately makes herself at home putting on the kettle sorting stuff out it's just like right sweetheart what's happening what's going on 
Lucas loves that, by the way. He he really wants people to like be super comfortable in his home. Um, so everything that he buys or, or the way he decorates anything, it's very much like in the thing of making sure that people feel comfortable there and feel like they can kind of make it their own. So he's like super happy to see that. Um, so he, he has a list of questions. He takes out the tiny moleskin that he has in his pocket. Um, he we puts all of his questions. He tends to ask Deb a lot of questions um, and then he panics that she thinks it's annoying and then he writes about that in there as well um but in the meantime he has questions he's worried about um things that he might see on the stag party right right so what exactly are you worried that you're going to see darling okay um so i don't really know any of the other um guys who are going on this party um you know i already know i obviously know dan um and you know dan you know he's come to church Um, yes he's a lovely boy yeah, he's so he's so cool. He's so nice. He's my he's such a nice friend. Um, so I I am just a little bit worried about some of his other friends because I know they're, they're quite experienced and cool. Um, I'm a little bit worried that um, I th- I, th- I think one of them wants to go to a strip club. Okay, <laughs> darling Lucas, my love, we've talked about this. Who invented tits? Okay, I I love um, uh, breasts, and you know I support uh, you know I support sex workers, and you know I support every woman tries to do whatever it is that she wants to do. Yes. I I um, I just I'm just not sure that that's how I want to see a lot of them. Um, I, just, uh, I just. Hmm. I think, all right, God loves you very much. You're a special boy. He's very, very concerned about everything that's going on in your life. God will not mind if you see a few tits. He created them. They are, let's be honest, one of his best creations. True. True. He's not, he's not going to mind if you look at a tit. Okay. As long as you're respectful to the person that the tit is attached to. Always. Okay. Respectful. All right. Polite. Tip. Tip well. Oh, I, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of ones. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. So just give them several ones um, because sex workers work. Respectful. Yes. One of the oldest things in the Bible is one of the oldest professions. It's in the Bible. Yes. Mary Magdalene. Yes. You would tip Mary Magdalene, wouldn't you? I would, I would tip the gosh deck out of Mary Magdalene. Right. So you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Oh. Vegas, it's a lovely place. Been there several what, times. Um, so somebody, somebody else told me that there's a lot of churches there, and I got really excited. And then, and then one of them told me that they're not real churches, and I, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to know what's a real church and what's a fake church. Okay, right. And now this is actually I, I get asked this a lot, surprisingly a lot, by um, people going to Vegas. The trick: go mm-hmm. in, just pop your head in. You can just go yeah. in for free. Pop your okay. head in. If if the pastor is Elvis, yes, it's not a real church. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. If it's not Elvis, yeah, it might be a church. Okay, could be a church. All right, okay. Oh, well, that's that. Do you know what? That actually covered a lot of my questions. Um, oh, perfect. Really? I'm so I'm so glad to help. Remember, gonna be fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, could you roll a perception check for me, please, darling? Certainly can. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you haven't seen mittens for a while. 
I would like to say for the sake of audio that two separate people clapped their hands over their mouths there. It was me. And me. We'll <laughs> be fine. Um, he's probably he's, fine. He's going to um, look around just thinking about that because it's it's um, like it's a couple of people from the church who are going to be taking care of the cats. And he's going to say, um, the other thing is I... I've seen, uh, Peter is in the front garden, Paul is in the back garden, Um, Mittens, um, Mittens didn't come home um, last night. I should be fine. Cats, cats darling. I know, um, but I put put their chicken food out, Um, and I haven't seen them, so can you just, can you just, um, just let everybody know I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm a bit worried about him. So if when he comes home, if they could just give him a lot of love, and yeah, I'm, look, I'm a little bit worried that he's uh, protesting because he knows I'm going to go away. Oh no! And... Oh, well, that's probably it. That's is cats. They're, you know, what they're like. They're a bit catty, huh? He's, he's on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he likes that a lot. He. He's <laughs> I'm going to start following up every time I laugh by going, he likes that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It's you not should. going to be obnoxious in any way, and people will Lucas want to be around enjoys me. It. <laughs> and finally, we are going to leave London and pan north to the small sub-Glasgow town of Carlinny. Um, and this is this is a small town, like small capital S, capital T, small town. There is population of like handful of thousand. There is one school that everyone in the surrounding area goes to. So like everyone who's the same age knows each other and has known each other since they were four. There's two pubs. They are, for all intents and purposes, identical pubs. But like at some point in your adolescence, you pick one <laughs> based probably on the ones that your mates go to, the one that you like your slightly older mates go to, or the one that your parents don't go to, and you stick by that pub with just ferocious loyalty, despite the fact that the other pub is the same. But like if someone ever suggests you go to the other pub, you get really surly about it. <laughs> That is the vibe of this town. Everyone knows everyone. Nothing interesting ever happens. All of the houses are those like depressing 70s semi-detached new build with the spackled walls and they've been designed by someone who hates um, everything. And, you know, <laughs> no you know offence to our listeners yeah. who live in those houses. We love you too. <laughs> no offence to our listeners who designed those houses. Are you okay? Please at me. Let me know. Um... At no point will I tell you what my Twitter handle is. Just fucking find it and at me. Um, put in some goddamn effort. It's been a day. Um, yeah, so in one of those one of those 70s new builds, uh, we are going to meet Greg Roomba. So, Rory, do you want to just introduce us to Greg? What's, what's Greg look like? Um, Greg looks... So I could do a full like description, but Greg looks like Nick Frost. Perfect. So there you go. That, that, that'll do. But Get legally Google distinct. image search up. No, I don't think he is legally distinct. I think Nick Frost could sue me. And I think he might be right to do it. <laughs> Nick Frost, fuck me up. It's going to be fine. It's going to go great. He, so, 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 so Greg is Greg is a slightly stocky looking guy. He's got kind of dark brown, maybe black hair. Um, and he's, he's sort of... Um, he, he would say he's 5'9". So just take off three or four from that. Um, and um, yeah, so he, Greg, is, um, Greg is in his room 
his childhood room, his current room. He's <laughs> he's thirty two. It's his room, and he is um, he is packing. Uh, dick joke. Sorry. <laughs> Please, Greg, continue. <laughs> so, what exactly so, is he packing? So he's 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 packing for uh, he's packing for the stag do. He is. Is packing. he now? He's pa- <laughs> just. I'm just going to push on with this. That's what he's, he said. He's, he's going to. Okay, guys. Game okay. face. Okay. Focus. Okay. Greg's cock is gigantic. (laughs) It's like it's like a fucking tripod down there. It's like it's 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 uh it's terrifying. Just Greg is packing a suitcase. Greg is packing a suitcase, ready to go to um, go to Vegas, go on the stag do, and he is getting um. So 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 his room is absolute chaos. It's an absolute disaster area. And it was an absolute disaster area anyway, but it's 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 even worse because all of his stuff's over all over the place. And so he's 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 fr- he's kind of frantically looking around for something, and he's kind of he shouts, "Mom, what? Mom, what? No, come up here!" Right. Um, here's him stomping up the stairs, and the door opens, and um, Greg's mom, Denise, pops her head in and is like, "What?" Mom, have you seen? Look, have you seen one of my t-shirts? Um, I've I've seen some of your t-shirts. Have you seen the one? That, have you seen the one that says "Federal Breast Inspector"? You know, I don't like you wearing that. No, but it's it's it's, it's Vegas. Not, it's Vegas. It's, it's cool in Vegas. I don't think it's going to be. Everyone's cool going to be wearing. Darling. No, everyone's going to be. You, how do you, what do you know about what's cool in Vegas? No, you're right. I've never been to Vegas. Well, I want to make a good first impression. What is on Vegas? Well, no, but with all the people in Vegas. All the girls. I girls in Vegas. Sweet, sweetheart. Sweetheart. Do you think that's going to make a good impression on the girls in Vegas? Yeah, because I don't think they'll... Like, it's really fu- It's a really funny t-shirt. Because it's like, mm. um... Like, um, the... Um... Like, from the X-Files. Girls do like the X-Files. All right. Okay. I think they do. Right. I'm pretty sure they do. I, I think, think it's still culturally yeah, no, relevant. You know, I really liked the X-Files when I was younger, and that did, um... Well, there you go. So yeah. why is it in the wash? Well, because it needed washed, darling. Well, I'd only worn it like four or five times. Yeah, but sweetheart, if you want to make a good impression on the girls in Vegas, you, 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 wanna, you don't want to smell like you've been wearing that t-shirt for five or six days. Well, the, you, first of all, some of those periods were like kind of over several days. So it was slightly longer than that. But that's not the point. The point is that you should ask. It's my house too. All right. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, overstepped. No. It's in the wash. I folded it. I've ironed it. It's downstairs if you need it. Okay. 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 Have you got? Have you okay. brought enough? Have you brought enough pants? Have you got enough pants? You all. You know. You always have to bring yes. extra pants when you go on holiday. You never know when you're going to need them. How many days are you going for? What's happening to your pants? It's Vegas. Okay, that's actually a really good answer. So I'm going to get some. Get some more, some more get pants. Some more pants, pants back, I'm going to go downstairs and get some more pants. And sweetheart. So you get, just um, you remember it's um. D- Daniel's got other friends as well now, so yeah, but like he's I, I, just like, be you know, nice. Greg and Daniel, we're like best best. best I, I I know I know, and you guys you were so cute together, growing up so cute, we're but cute together. Just re- you you were so macho 
and impressive when you were cool. just wee boys yeah. running around, running around in your pants. Mom, don't yeah. just say that. Just maybe be nice, okay? I'm always nice. Girls like it if you're nice to your friends' friends. That feels like a really specific piece of advice that would differ by girl. No, no. General, well, all of them, all the girls. Love it. So uh, we want to lift to the airport, by the way. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Um, we're going to have to leave our legs. I've got a shift on. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Nah, it's okay. I'll get a taxi. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, can you really quickly roll a perception check? 17. 17. Okay. So you, your mum looks like, she, she, she seems a little bit worried. Um, like she's not quite as high energy as she usually is. And she's, um, actually just a second roll off the bat. Can you do an insight check? Ooh, a 20, an, an unnatural 20. Dirty 20. She, they, she works at the local pub. She works at one of the two pubs, which is, I don't know. What are the, what are the pubs called, Rory? Um, well, one of them is the, uh, the duck and larger duck. And... <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, fuck, I had, a, I had something for the other one, but the, 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 the... the... Well, she works, she works at the duck and larger duck. Yeah. Um, she's got a shift on. And it's, she's, you've heard her talking about it. There's a kind of like... The Meryl Streep's revenge. Sorry, go on. Perfect. Oh my God. No, she, she, I've committed. She works at the duck. They've been having some problems at the duck that like, the food keeps going off really quickly. They've been getting like, like the, the clientele's been really surly recently. Like she's just had like an off few days. Um, and also, the other thing you know that she's really worried about is that your cat has gone missing. Your family cat, who's oh, called... Mr. Puddles. Mr. Puddles. Um, he's been missing for a few days. She's just a little bit worried. There's been a couple of cats that have kind of disappeared off in the neighbourhood recently. Um, and your mom, she just doesn't seem as high energy as she normally does. She's clearly got, got some stuff in her mind. So I'm, I'm going to kind of turn around. I'm, I, I kind of, like, I'm, I'm going down the stair, just walking out the, out the room, going down the stair, and that kind of turns. You're right, Mum. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Don't worry, don't worry about me, sweetheart. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tired. Didn't didn't sleep well. Oh, I'm I'm fine. I mean, he's gonna turn. He's gonna turn. He's he's, he's gonna wake oh, no, up oh. days before. And he's not like. Oh no, no, no. He's, he's a, he'll be in a shed. A, he'll be off killing he's birds. A, he's, he's a bad boy. He's gonna be off knocking other cats around. He's gonna be. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's he, fine. He, I'm not. He's a cat. He's a cat. He's fine. He's um. Yeah, he's, he's probably setting up a little empire of sort of a sort of kind of pyramid scheme involving some dogs or something. It's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. Speaking of pyramid schemes, darling, it's um, not a pyramid scheme. That's Look, I just knew. Okay, so with that, we're going to flash forward to later in the day. This is now like kind of into the evening, dinner time, and you guys are all. Gathering in the airport, you've already made your way there. Greg probably arrives first because he had to get a flight from Glasgow, so he's kicking around. Um, and your good friend Daniel is there to meet you guys. Um, Daniel is, I mean, with the exception of Artem, who's maybe met Daniel a handful of times, if that. You guys all know Daniel really well. He is a lovely guy. He's just very good looking but in like a way where you don't hate him he he used to be in the army he was in the marines for a bit he's been overseas um 
he now he's a scoutmaster because he just like really really like wants to help the local youth he now he works a job he works with guy but like he's got loads of he's one of those people who just has hobbies like he's in his 30s and he still just has hobbies and it's very wholesome again like not in an annoying way it feels like he could easily swing to obnoxious but like it's very charming and yeah you guys are all like big i'd say for the most part big fans of of daniel and he's there um in the airport when you guys arrive um and he's like got the beers out ready just like a pint out for everyone he's just like guys oh daniel! my god daniel hey daniel oh my shit and he like hugs all of you and then when he yeah, sees so greg's gonna just greg's gonna muscle in to get the first hug <laughs> i think he's gonna do his absolute oh oh, best. oh yeah yeah oh that's been oh, good, buddy, greg. good to see you, good to so see you. Yeah, yeah, how's it been? How's your mom? Oh, she, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's good. It's all, it's all, oh, it's all love, good. Love oh, love Denise. Oh, we're going to go crazy. We're going to go crazy this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's going to be it's gonna be great. Guy, Guy, you're here. Hey, right, okay. daddy boy. Right. This is, yeah. this is, Hi, Guy. this is stupid. I just saw this on the way into the airport. It's stupid. Thought are you. And he pulls out a, like an airport gift shop bag. And pulls out this, like, it's like a shitty tourist bottle opener. One of those ones that's got a fridge magnet on the back, and it says some kind of quote about drinking. It's like, it's, um, if found, return to the bar. And he's like, right, right, it's stupid, stupid, but I saw this, it really made me laugh, because, like, remember that time? <gasps> that time we went out on oh, a... yeah! We're oh. out, and you had to go to the hospital, and then you <laughs> yeah. to the hospital, and then for some reason the pub downstairs is your emergency contact. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Yeah, yeah why? We sh- you should change that. Um, oh, do you think... Yeah, so I just... just I, yeah, I don't think that's a good emergency contact. Oh, okay. I just thought, you know, because they were, they were the closest ones. Yeah, no. Oh. No, do you not have... Yeah, that was so crazy. That was so crazy. Yeah, we got, like, go. It's crazy when something... Do you remember... Um, do you remember? Do you remember when we were seventeen and we got into the? We, um, we were we were at the street and we um, and we got we got we took um, we we had a lot of beers. <laughs> Artem, yeah. Artem, without looking up from his phone, just goes, "Cool, cool, cool, great. This is going to be fun." Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really is going to be fun. Arthur, I'm really glad you're here. You know what? Kat said she wasn't sure if you were going to... I'm re- you know, I'm really glad you're here. Kat loves you. She talks about you all the time. I just, like, really, really appreciate you coming. It's good. It's good, good you're here, mate. And he, like, pushes a beer towards you. Artem hesitates and then picks it up and just sort of goes, Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Right. Um, could you all roll perception check for me, please? Fifteen. Greg. Greg got a fourteen. Yeah, that's a sixteen. Surprisingly. <laughs> Natural one. Okay, so Artem, you very strongly get the vibe. This airport isn't really an airport. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel like you might be stumbling onto something huge. You're looking around, everything just seems a little bit artificial, a little bit fake, and you're like, I think I've stumbled onto something here. Everyone else, you're in an airport. Um, guy, you just really feel like the guy at one of the food places is just staring at you. And it just feels odd. Um, Greg, you... 
you're kind of standing by the like the duty free, and you just out of the corner of your eye, you just can see like the stand of newspapers, and you're looking at it, and you're like, ah. Oh, newspapers still exist. Newspapers still exist. People read those. Huh. <laughs> Bill Murray's gone missing. Hmm. Weird. Oh. Yeah. Bill Murray's, it's probably part of some extended prank or something like that. That's just the sort of thing that he would do. Greta Thunberg's gone missing. Weird. Ah. They weren't, like, together, were they? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Just feels like there's a a few stories, like, disconnected stories of, like, some celebrities. And there's quite a lot of, like, missing children. And, Lucas, you... You're just sort of, like... You're feeling like a little bit uncomfortable. You take out your phone, um, and it just kind of is glitching a little bit. And you're just like, oh, "Fucking updates! Something has happened that like you keep." It's like that thing when you try to scroll and it just like sticks. Yeah. And then it He's... scrolls like loads and loads once, and you're just like, "Oh, fucking something's updated," and it just feels it's annoying. It's weird. Every now and then the screen flickers, and you're just like, "That's super annoying because he could have just missed the latest some day." Um, when he was flicking through, so that's really irritating. He's going to have to call the actual line. <laughs> irritating. What else is he going to do? Wait for tomorrow's song? Well, exactly. Artem is sat next to Lucas, uh, also on his phone, and furiously just Googling uh, and muttering under his breath, Heathrow Airport, MI6 front. <laughs> um, you know what? There is an article comes up and it's talking all about like how Heathrow Airport is an MI6 front. Uh, they're using it for their their like people smuggling ring. It's really dark. Like you can't if you go there, you're gonna notice people wearing blue t-shirts, and you know that the people in blue t-shirts are involved in the ring. Um, and then you scroll down to the bottom, and you realise that it's been written by Bill zero three seven seven three nine zero two X. I send the article to Bilbo. And I'm just like, Bill, you son of a bitch, stop this shit. <laughs> um, uh, can Guy uh, make eye contact with the guy in the food place who was uh, staring at him? Because I would like to find out if he's cute. Um, roll another perception check, I guess. Okay. That. Oh, okay, that's a two. <laughs> he is a, ostensibly, he is a human man, <laughs> question mark. Um, he... <laughs> You feel like maybe you, maybe you know him, and you feel like maybe it's because it's you. Oh. Oh. Is it a mirror? No, if this just <laughs> happened before, actually. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, there was there was a mirror I, di- I didn't see, and it was like sort of at the back of a crowd, and I just sort of it gave me a bit of a shock, and it was it was a bit weird. Uh, can we get another pint in? You guys finished it. <laughs> and Lucas yeah, yeah. up. He he wants to buy a round for everybody. Yeah, 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 cool. You can go up, get around, same again. Oh, Lucas, thanks, babe. Oh, he's really happy. Um, he toddles off to go and buy another round. And ask Artem if he'll help him carry things, because he's of a similar height and bulk. Artem uh, follows, but gives a deep sigh as he stands up. <laughs> <sighs> um, cool, so you guys have a couple more pints in the airport. You probably have food in the airport, because, like... It's evening and plain food is shit. So you have like a weather spoons. I will Ooh, it's... contain my views on weather spoons because we want to get that good, good weather spoons. Surely they have sponsorships. So yeah, you guys have a few more drinks. You have some food at 
Nando's. And I'm, um, I'm, 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 I, I'm constantly kind of trying to, like, just kind of corner Daniel a little bit and kind of, because... Because I'm, I'm just going to say it. I don't like the way he's talking to Guy. I don't like it. I don't like. I don't trust him. I don't like him. He's too everything. Guy's not picking up on any of this whatsoever. <laughs> Guy's like, I've made a new best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, you probably like. Um, yeah, you probably. Um, you probably go to the. Hockey or something instead of in, instead of right. So guys, um, <laughs> we should Daniel like claps you on the back, Greg, and it's just like right. Let's get. We should um get in the boarding. We need to go. Come on, guys, Vegas, baby. Hey, <gasps> yeah, 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 um, yeah. What's this? It's me and Daniel. Yeah, we're um, Whoa. yeah, um. Can I can I kind of try and take Daniel like just 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 kind of lead Daniel like like go grab him over his shoulder and start marching him a little bit just kind of in a jaunty way sort of yeah not... yeah yeah it's, oh, it's so cool so it's amazing it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely crazy listen I was gonna kind of um have you made like a just just so yeah like I know where we are like the, have you made a call on the best man thing like it's not a big deal but it's just like I just want to like oh, I just want to know you know I just want to have it kind of oh I don't want to have it hanging over the you know what guys he's like oh, he's a funny guy he's a he's a he's, oh, he's, 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 he's a lot of fun he's a lot of fun he is a lot of fun great mate mate yeah we'll talk about it later no uh, yeah it's fine come on come on mate come on Let's, get, uh, yeah. let's see if we can get some tiny bottles of vodka on the plane. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Sorry. I was going to say, I was standing next to Lucas in the passport queue and just leaning over. I'm just like, how are your three cats? Uh, Lucas is absolutely over the moon um, that Artem knows about his cats. And he's just like, well, yeah, they're really. Well, um. Well, two of them, two of them are great. So Paul and Peter are, are fine. I mean, they both, um, you know, came and saw me before I left, and you know, I was a bit worried. For them. But I haven't seen mittens in ages, so I really hope that they come home um, quickly while I'm away. I, honestly, I think that they just, you know, they saw the suitcase and they knew where I was going, and they they've just gone off in a bit of a huff. So I feel a bit bad, but you know. What are you going to do? Uh, do you want to see some pictures? Guy overhears this and goes, Oh, have you got a pet? Yeah, yeah, I've got three cats. Oh, can I see? And he, Lucas is going to get his phone out. Does my phone work to show them? Um, it does. It's still being a little bit funny, but like, yeah, you can show pictures of your cats. Excellent. I have um, thousands of pictures <laughs> of my cats. I take pictures of my cats mm-hmm. all the time as in should. various ways. As I should. Um, I've got pictures. Actually, my what what date is it? Do we know? Like, what's what month is it? Um, it's like March the third. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I've... All months and months. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I was thinking like uh, what holiday is it nearby? But um, they've got um, I've still got their like pictures that we took on Valentine's Day <gasps> still on on my phone background. So I show them those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're really, really, really cute. So I'm just going to show Fuck Guy me. and uh, an Artem those. Guy is fucking delighted by animals in tiny outfits. 
and he's just sort of like every single one like you show him a new picture and the reaction is completely the same and it's just utter joy he's just like oh my god he's got such a little face oh he's so small <laughs> while this uh, while this joy is happening over the phone Artem is to, has just sort of taken a step back and is just looking between the two of them and has a thought for the first time in his life where he looks at them and goes and Uh, Well, while that's happening, I just want to say that Lucas moves slightly and you see how rippling his biceps are. No, I'm just joking. I mean, they they are, but that's not the point at the moment. I feel like Lucas is wearing, like, a nice jumper that covers them up. Yeah, Lucas Mm. has got, like, um, a nice, like, a really nice quality shirt with, like, a light jumper on top. Because it's cold on the plane, you know? But a layer is sensible. It's exactly, light layers, um, but yeah, he is absolutely delighted to um, be like showing Guy his cat, and also he feels like he might be making a friend. You know, it's like one of his things. He's been really like he's got a plan for this trip, but one of the things is he wants to come home with at least two new friends. Yes, it's very Aww. important. To him. That's my plan for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which actually just means that two of us are getting cut from Susie's. <laughs> I was just going to say that my my years-long beef with Rory will finally come to an end and will come some kind of begrudging respect. We live in the same house, so do I get immunity? No. Um, There was a long pause. Uh, Cool, so you guys, you board the the plane. Um, Artem, really quickly, could you roll me another perception check? I promise you this game will be more than just perception checks, but like... Pilot man. Uh, A natural 20. <gasps> Natural fucking twenty. Yeah. You, as you get on the plane, you're Natural like. It was a natural one as well. It was. Sam it both spooky. Fire and ice. Sam's actually just flipping a coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as you're getting on the plane, it's one of the smaller planes. We have to like walk across the tarmac and then go up the little steps rather than the one where you go through the tunnel. Um, and as you're walking along the tarmac, first of all, you look back at the airport and you're like. God fucking damn it! That is a real airport. That is a little <laughs> airport. People work there. And then you see someone. Matter, in a... I was gonna say I just matter. Fuck you, Bilbo. Under my breath. <laughs> and then you see somebody walking past in a blue shirt, and they look shifty as fuck. And you're like, hold the fucking phone! I've stumbled onto something. <laughs> but also, as you are walking along, you just—I don't know if Artem is like an animal guy. If he's just keeping an eye out for stuff. But you just notice that there's two dead birds lying on the runway. And just your your mind just goes back to your your good close personal friend Bird Truther sixty nine, and you're like, huh, <laughs> dead birds. You don't necessarily think much of it, but there's a couple of dead birds on the runway. He he doesn't point it out to anyone, but he frowns and he thinks about his foraging course and how if he wasn't about to get on a plane, he could recover those birds, and that would make a few good meals. What birds are they? Jesus, in extremis. Because if they're like all okay. occasions. If they're pigeons, you would not want to eat those, though. One of those is a pigeon, um, and one is like a, a kestrel. How long have they been? Sorry, I'm I'm focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> you guys have really, them. really zeroed in on this bird thing. <laughs> there is good eating on birds. Uh, Artem shrugs and removes his tactical travel pillow from his rucksack before getting on the plane. <laughs> Camo. <laughs> no. no. It's not camo, it's all black, but it is made of... It's got, like, a Kevlar pillowcase. 
That's amazing. No terrorists getting through this pillar. <laughs> Isn't that heavy? <laughs> that That's extremely heavy. Yeah. It's got the texture of like a wetsuit. Oh, yuck. Oh, no, I don't like that. And he sleeps in it. Yeah, cool. Neoprene. So, yeah, you guys get on the plane. It takes off. Um, it's a little bit bumpy, but nothing to write home about. Um, you have some drinks. You have some of those tiny, tiny spirits. You get like rowdy, but not too rowdy. Because uh, can we get like? Can you just bring how many? How many of the spirit bowls are we allowed to have? <laughs> um, like. Let, let me ask actually, how many you have on the plane? Um. First, let's work from there as opposed to. I feel like I kind of lowballed myself. May I'm going to give you two, and then once you're done with those, you can have some more. That actually uh, sounds like a great system, but two's just. Where, where are you, you going to be like? Far? I'll be just press the button. Okay. Press the button. Oh. And yeah, he presses the button. Greg immediately presses the button. <laughs> You've got your two. Okay. When you finish your two, you can just have you can see the look in the eye of their steward where they're like, All right. they can tell the problem customers. Customers? What are they called? Yeah. Passengers. Yeah. Passengers. Passengers. That was the word I was looking for. Um, uh, they can like, they can clock the problem passenger, and you can just see like the look in his eye, just being like, "Okay, this guy." Um, Faye, I don't know who is Lucas sitting next to. Um, I assume either uh, Dan or Guy, but I maybe he was meant to sit next to Dan, but maybe Greg pushed him out the way. <laughs> I kind of I had a I had a pitch for this, which was that uh, Dan was in the um, window seat. Guy was in the middle seat, and then um, uh, uh, Greg in the in the aisle seat. And Greg is fuming about this and constantly trying to talk like directly past Guy. Oh, what Guy's going to um, what Guy's going to try and do when he sees all of this like mini bar stuff happening? Uh, he's going to sort of lean over and, and say to the steward, "Oh, excuse me, darling. Uh, could I have some more of those little mini bottles, please?" Amazing. Um, okay, I'm going to have Guy and Greg roll at a posed charisma check. Okay, awesome. <laughs> 13. Oh, I got a 13 as well. <laughs> so you both got a 13. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's no use to anyone. Do it again. Okay, fine. Okay, 17. That's more like it. 18. So the air steward just kind of like looks at Guy and is like, Yeah, yeah, mate. How, do you, how many do you want? And like gives mm. you like four. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's really nice of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, Enjoy your flight, sir. Oh, I will. And Guy just gives him a little wink. <laughs> And then, and then he hands one to Greg and goes, "Oh, here you go." Aww. I, I don't want this. He says he takes it and immediately starts unscrewing it. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I can have it back if, if you don't want it. No, no, I do. You want, do you want to swap it for one of the other ones? Just give me another one. Okay, <laughs> he gives him another one. Danny, do you want I'm one? Gonna, I just. Uh... I'm going to read my book, and it's a cop- it's a very tattered copy of the Da Vinci Code. I've read so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls it directly out, reads it on every plane journey he's taken, which is eight. Coincidentally, in the the row in front, Artem is watching the Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Incredible. Um, uh, Faith, what were you saying? No, no, Jory, I was just, it's, it's really stupid. It's, I was just going to say, whoever I was sitting next to, uh, the joke and how badly it would fail was going to depend on that. And since it's Artem, is, it's going to be pretty bad. Um, but he's going to take a, a drink because the other guys are, and he knows that that's what you're meant to do. So he takes one, he only wants one, because uh-huh. um, he's never worried about it. Um, and uh, he leans over and he taps Artem on the shoulder, and he goes, Look, 
the Holy Spirit. Oh, then takes his headphones off and just goes, what? <laughs> he goes, it, it's, um, it, it's the Holy, it's the Holy Spirit. Do you want a drink? He puts his headphones back on. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to catch some, some, uh, sleep too. And he, he gets his book out, um, He's actually got Kindle because he's a little bit embarrassed about people seeing what he's reading. Um, he's currently reading, I can let you know. I've done the title. Uh, he's currently reading How to Make Friends. Uh, or, sorry, it's, it's called Here to Make Friends. How to Make Friends as an Adult by Hope Kelleher. Aww, just so you know. Shout out, um, Right? Thanks, Hope. Um, we'll see if we were all lo- lonely and we met each other through your book <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the hope for Lucas um, but if anybody asks uh, he just says it's I don't know whatever the top thing is he says it's the new Sally Rooney book <laughs> Da Vinci Code um, yeah he's, he's just, just nervous by Sally he just Rooney. nervously announces porn <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> for sure um Cool, so the flight takes off, you guys have a few drinks, you have bang and time. Um, I will and say, it's a night flight. Danny's probably going to have to persuade Guy not to play his kazoo on the plane. <laughs> Danny so charmingly and friendly just takes the kazoo away from Guy at one point. <laughs> just pops it in his pocket and goes, mate, save it, save it for Vegas. Oh no, <laughs> Vegas. That, yeah, that's, that's a good idea, actually, yeah. Yeah, because then I've got some time to think about what I want to play instead of just <laughs> instead of just making noises. Uh, you see, Danny kind of like um, signal a sort of like mouthing, like I got this to the air steward who had just been about to come over to the Amazing. kazoo playing man, and Danny was just like, "No, no, we're good." We're good. And the, the air steward like gives him a wink. Um, and then yeah, a few a couple hours into the flight, it's a night flight, so they put the lights down. Like close the little windows, um, the window showers, not the windows. Um, <laughs> people start. <laughs> they open all night. <laughs> <laughs> Good to get Screen some air in there. Ventilation, man. Can't sleep without breathe. I, say, I just also like to say that Artem definitely does not sleep. That so Artem just is watching whatever comes up next. Artem knocks back his fourth twelve-hour energy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Guy's um, sleeping either. I think he's just fidgeting. And occasionally um, he'll just sort of like lean forward to like see in between the seats to like see what Artem and Lucas are doing. I mean, Greg's Greg's Greg doesn't really want to sleep and isn't particularly sleepy, but he is performatively getting annoyed whenever a guy does that. <laughs> you just it's funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll I'll be quiet. And he sits there for all of thirty seconds before he starts sort of like leaning forward again, <laughs> just being like. <laughs> oh, what's watching? <laughs> and the cycle continues. Yes. Um. Yeah, a few hours go by. People are either dozing or reading or whatever. Um. Then shit gets fucking weird. It starts when the plane like bumps a bit, and at first you're like. You have that when you're on a plane and it bumps for the first time, you're like, oh god, we're dying. And then you're like, mm, it's turbulence. Um, and then it bumps a bit more. And then a fiery pit opens on the floor and swallows up a passenger and then oh, vanishes. Fuck. Oh, 
And then another fiery pit opens somewhere else and swallows up a passenger and then vanishes. You're all awake now, whether or not you were before. Um, (laughs) Greg presses the flight attendant. (laughs) The flight attendant, who looks panicked, starts towards you and then suddenly a beam of perfect white light appears from the sky above the flight attendant and they get sucked through the beam of white light which then disappears and you notice this is happening all over the plane as people are getting drawn up in these white beams and these fiery pits and the plane is bumping a lot more now guy grabs danny's hand he grabs your hand back and he yanks up the the shutter of the window next to him and you look out the window and there's just fire pouring from the sky and the plane is plummeting and people the people remaining are screaming as more and more of them vanish and then you guys wake up and your heads fucking hurt you are still strapped into your plane seats and the plane has very much crashed am I still holding Danny's hand? No. Oh my god. What's happened? Oh my god. Oh, Dan, 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 Daniel, you're... Guy, what did you do with Daniel? I, I, I haven't done nothing. Where, where did... What, 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 what? You, you guys turn, like, to look. Danny is not there. His... Yeah, he's not there. Oh, fuck. Lucas is going to let himself out of his chair and fall to the floor and hopefully land upright in a cool way. Uh, roll, even, though, um, even though he's crying. Acrobatics <laughs> check with disadvantage because you're in a plane crash. I just got a 17. 17, yeah, you managed to get out. Like The, tri- the plane is kind of like at an angle and you managed to slide out like surprisingly well and you sort of like slither down the aisle and land on the ground. Um, Wait, uh, Danny had my kazoo. Is that on the seat? Roll an investigation check. That is a six. Yeah, can't see it. Uh, Okay. Uh, Guy is just going to, like, look around at the general uh, condition of the plane and, like, look down at, like, the palm of his hand and he just wants to, like, a general vibe check on everything that's happening. General vibe check? Do I have to roll for vibes? (laughs) Um, I would say I'm going to go off that six investigation. <laughs> General vibe check. Vibes is bad. Vibes is not good. Plane has crashed. Looks pretty fucked up. Very um, Extremely. <laughs> the vibes, I would say, are quite unyeet. If anything... Sam and Susie are generations there. They are... <laughs> they are not bay. They are... <laughs> sus. Guy understands all of this completely. <laughs> so do I. Um, uh, yeah, guy's just flossing. I think I think the plane's crashed. Artem's gonna sort of sit up in his seat and undo his seatbelt and just look around. And just go. Did we crash? Are we dead? Is this purgatory? Are we gonna take seven seasons to get to find out this answer? And it will be very oh, no, no, to no. everyone who guessed it in season one. Nah, it's definitely not purgatory, mate. <laughs> I'm going to call to the uh, guys that I can see and say, guys, get out of the plane, get out of the plane. I'm worried it's going to explode, essentially. So I'm going to call them. 
Greg's gonna. Um, Greg, Greg's doing a sort of. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel um, he's gonna fumble around with his seatbelt. So the plane's at an angle, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a downwards angle? Yeah, so it's like it's stuck into the ground at a downwards yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so, so he's going to fumble the seatbelt, get, get, get it off, and then he's going to step into the aisle and immediately like slide down it, um, like, entirely unintentionally. And, Lucas would like um, to catch him. I, no, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's... I, Greg, I, I, I want to get down there Can you quickly. roll an acrobatics check, please? 19. Fucking A, yeah. You, like, slide down there. It's pretty flawless. Nice. You like slide down like on your feet and okay. land, and it actually like it's for, a, a surprise. Yeah, like to a Greg. rare occurrence to Greg. The reason it's like a nineteen out of twenty. The reason being like it's a fucking flawless duck the landing, but you just look so surprised that it kind of takes away one <laughs> point of coolness. That you're just like the fuck uh, has happened. Uh, uh, da- Daniel, Dan- Daniel, where's the? So, so am I down by? So I think I'm down like. Am I am I in like the first class section of the plane, or am I, have I like how far how far have I gotten? Where does the plane now end? The first class section of the plane has snapped clean off. You've basically slid out of the plane. There's a section oh, of the plane cool. you were in. Uh, you have slid out of it and you're now standing on what seems to be grass. I say what seems to be grass. It's grass. <laughs> I don't know what else it would be. Um, I'd like to Astro try turf. and get out of my seat and help Greg look for Danny. Um, cool. Do you want to also roll an acrobatics for me, please? Uh, okay. Uh, that is a 12. Twelve. So you manage to get down. You like fumble the seatbelt a bit, um, and you you slip as you're falling and kind of like slide down on your butt, mm-hmm. um, and you just very narrowly miss crashing into Lucas. Uh, but you get him. yeah, you get down there. <laughs> um, yeah, Lucas. Like you, you help him up. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, we've we've got to find Danny. Uh, we've we've got we've got to find him now. Where is he? We've we've got to find him. Where, where's is he not in? Is he not in the plane? No, because he was sitting next to me, and now he's he's not there. We've got to find him. We've we, we've oh, really got gosh. to find him. Where's Artem? Artem is in the plane and looking around. Is there anyone else in the plane at all? Um, roll an investigation, please. Uh, that's a nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, <laughs> fucking a. Yeah. Um, you can't see anybody else on the plane. It feels like the five four of you. Um, I was counting the windows on Zoom and I forgot that one of them was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> The four of you seem to be, like, they're the only people you can see. Um, and the plane, like, the plane is fucked up. It looks like it's been snapped in half. Um, yeah, there's no one else okay. there. Uh, With a 19, does he find my kazoo? Nah, <laughs> doesn't. Oh, God. I'm just looking around for now and just going, um, hello? Is anybody still on the plane? Awesome. Get out quick and grab our bags. Would you just... I'm looking for Dan. I, hello? He's not. Daniel! Dan, Daniel! What, what do I see outside the plane? So, you can see... Again, roll an investigation check for me, please. We've moved on from perception checks to investigation checks. Well, I rolled a six, so it's a five. So you're... on some grass. I think this is... And uh, what else are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah... <laughs> Artem it's grass, guys, stuff. there's grass out here! He starts grabbing stuff from everyone's seats and, like, from the overhead lockers and just starts, like, throwing them into the aisle so they slide down, just so everyone's got their, their rucksacks. Cool, oh, cool. Oh. I won't make you roll for that, that's just, uh, yeah, you grab, you get up there, all the bags are still there, you get everyone's bags. Um, you do, for your, because that was a good investigation roll, uh, Daniel's bag's not there. Guys, I think Daniel might have already got off plane, maybe he went for help. His bag is gone. Oh, you know, that would be just like him, because he, he always likes helping people. He went without us. 
Maybe well, maybe you didn't I want to wake us up because we were asleep. I think <laughs> I think we might have lost consciousness in the crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah I sure. hear. I think this is a common response to high stress situations, like goat. Oh wow, you're really clever. Listen, I have been preparing for this moment my entire life. The important thing to know is that civilization has ended and the nuclear apocalypse has begun. Oh, Greg. Yeah. Your phone is ringing. Honestly, that's kind of weird anyway. But yeah, he's, so he's, he's going to... Um, I take it out. Who's calling me? Unknown number. Okay, so I, I swipe and I, I... It's a cracked screen iPhone 4 and I, I put it up to my ear. A classic. A classic of the genre. Hello? Um. Hello, insert name here. This is a courtesy phone call from the End of the World hotline. Uh, this um, is to inform you that the world you have been inhabiting has come to the end of its contract and as such has now been terminated. If you are receiving this phone call, this means that unfortunately you are not one of our customers who has been selected for the heavenly rapture. This is likely due to the many terrible sins you have committed throughout your life, making you a bad person who is fundamentally unworthy of salvation. Furthermore, you have not been selected for our hellish rapture as the sins you committed while terrible, were essentially very boring and beneath the attention of hell or, frankly, anybody ever. While you may be disappointed by this outcome, we recommend you take a long, hard look at yourself and ask yourself what made you such a mediocre person. <laughs> All heavenly and hellish support you may have been receiving has now been withdrawn effective immediately. The end of the world hotline is here for emergency support. However, we strongly suggest that you try taking care of your own shit for once in your life. Thank you for your time. And then a dial tone. Was the call on speaker or were you just listening to it? Um, whether or not it was on speaker, you guys all heard it because you, your phones all at the same time rang. And whether or not you answered it, you all got the same call. Lucas is, he just laughs and he goes, this is a joke. I think Daniel, guys, I think Daniel, he used to do these these crazy practical jokes. Um, And it was usually me doing the practical jokes. Yeah, yeah, I think he set this, uh, I think he set all of this up. He's, yeah. What, the plane crash? Yeah, yeah I, it's not like a real plane. Like maybe we weren't. Greg. A, he actually, he, you, Artem, you were saying it's not a real airport, right? Greg, we could have been on like an escape room, mate. It's yeah. real. It's there's. Oh come on, like guy. Oh yeah. Oh, you, just because I say it's not real, you have to say it's real. It's also you know, obviously you don't not know real anything guy. about. You don't know anything uh, about anything. No, no. This is kind of actually my my whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's. Oh, what? fuck's what? sake, what? I what did the... not think it would... You're a pilot? No, God, no. Uh, all right, um, so, would you like to sit down for a little bit? I don't want to sit down, I want to... No, I just want to see Daniel and we'll have the fun, fun, funny joke that he set up for us. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have a big laugh. And it's Vegas. Yeah, well, probably... I'd, I'd quite like that too. But uh, yeah, um, the thing is, this is this is a real 
real rapture of a call was real. Uh, did not realise that it would be today. Uh, I sort of thought I would have a couple of months. You'd what? You'd have a couple of months? Yeah, see, the thing is, uh, boys, is I'm sort of not technically a human. Uh, I'm I'm what? a demon. <laughs> and... I've been saying that for ages. Well, uh, then that just shows that you're a very perceptive person. So, uh, good job. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I the- was sort of sent upstairs to do some um, temptation stuff before the rapture. Because it's, like, usually I'll just do the books, you know? Uh, and it's all just sort of, like, you know, tallying up all the sins of mankind and things like that. Which is, you know, like, it pays, but, like, it's not particularly interesting. So I thought, you know, right before the big event, I'll go upstairs, do some tempting, um, sort of lost track of time, make some friends. That was nice. Um, but yeah, uh, no, this is this is real. Um, right, this is not time for jokes, guy. Good, good try, but not funny. We need to find Daniel, and we need to uh, like get out of this wherever we are. Can I punch Guy in the face? <laughs> um, yeah, roll an attack. Uh, 12. My armor class is 13. Uh-huh. So you go to punch him and Guy just kind of like sidesteps it. Fuck's sake, Greg. You, 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 what, what, what do you think? You, 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 oh, you're a, you're a fucking demon. Yeah. No, you're not. You just said. That's not. You just said you thought I was. You you yeah, said I, that you. I thought you were an arsehole. I didn't think you were an actual <laughs> fucking demon. <laughs> I just thought you were a bit of a cunt. I didn't think you were like actually from hell because you're not from hell because hell's not real. No, uh, excuse um, me. Um, I mean, I'm a Catholic. But hell's not real. Uh, it, <laughs> no, no, it definitely is. Uh, been there. Grew up there. Actually, it's quite hot. Uh, Lucas, what does that even mean? Lucas is absolutely like he 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 genuinely is stuck between defending the fact that hell is real um, and also going well. There's literally no way on earth that this is a biblical apocalypse because I'm still here. Okay, um, and and he just sits down and gets his bible out of his backpack. Um. Yeah. So you just sit down. You're like sweating a bit you can feel your heart starting to pound and you just take out your bible and you start reading some soothing psalms um such as this one i have in front i'm not going to read out um (laughs) and you're but you yeah you you are very much not comfortable not happy and you just feel like guy doesn't seem like he's lying i am also mortified that if this could possibly be true and actually if this is a joke that he thinks is funny like, I'm a bit gutted because he thought that he was going to be one of the friends that he oh, made. No. And he's like, I'm sorry, um, there's literally no way on this earth that I could possibly have like made friends with the demon. And then he's like, well, obviously not because this is not real, because if this was a biblical apocalypse, I would not be here. So what is happening? So he's kind of torn between reading from the book of Revelations, trying to work out what the is going on and also just trying to think about 
what in the world could be going on. He, like, Lucas thinks it's significantly more likely that this is war. You know, this is some kind of horrible war, and he's very worried in, on that issue instead. Artem is going through the same thought process and is looking for the mushroom clouds that he's expecting to see on the horizon. Uh, and uh, he's getting irritated uh, by guys and Greg's macho bullshit posturing. Like, they're trying to tell jokes. They're so funny. <laughs> um, so uh, he uh, is muttering like under his breath going, fucking bullshit macho fuckheads. Uh, and uh, is looking for the nearest high ground because he wants to get, you know, he knows that, like in a kidnapping case, apocalyptic scenarios, every minute counts. So he's looking, he wants to get the lay of the land. <laughs> okay, do you want to roll a nature check for me? I do! I do want to roll a nature check. Ranger, how often do you ever get to roll nature checks in 16. this day and age D&D? 16! <laughs> um, yeah, you can see that there's like a hill slanting up. Actually, a nature check for 16. I'll give you a bit more of a lay of the land. Um, you are in... What seems to be a thicket of trees. It doesn't seem like you're in a particularly thick forest, but you're currently like in some woodlands. Um, you're on some grass. I don't know how much more to describe with woodlands. <laughs> you're in the woods. I start walking up the hill. There is definitely like, it is quite hilly. So yeah, there's a, a very obvious slope. As you start walking, you're sort of walking round past the side of the plane to get up the hill. And you hear... Um, like a moaning noise. Whoa. Uh, okay, I stop and I'm immediately just like, uh, okay, enough bullshit, someone is over here, please come and help me. I'm gonna jump up uh, with my backpack and go straight over to Artem because I prefer to be around someone who's not talking about there being demons at the moment. Well, Guy's gonna come over as well. <laughs> I'm going to follow protesting about how there aren't demons. <laughs> now that Artem has backup, he's going to sort of, like, move slowly towards the moaning and just saying, like, Hello? Are you hurt? I am first aid trained. Uh... <laughs> Lucas is going for his kit. Like, in his bag, his first aid kit. That is extensive. Uh, guy's just going to yell, You are right there, mate? Um, from the wreckage of the front of the plane, the cockpit, emerges very slowly a man, or what seems to be a man, in a pilot's uniform, jaunty little hat. Mm -hmm. um, his throat looks like it's been, like, half torn out. Oh, Jesus. Potentially by the wreckage of the plane. Half of his face has been sliced off by glass. Oh, he has, God. like, um wash from the serenity film like fucking pole through his stomach and he's pulling himself out of the wreckage of the plane through the windscreen of the cockpit oh. and i would like you all to please roll initiative oh, Fuck. Oh shit. Get, get in the recovery position you idiot <laughs> <laughs> Lads on Tour is Faye Evans as Lucas Rossi, Sam Ferguson as Artem Volkov, JJA Harwood as Guy Chapman, Susie Ray as our GM, and me, Ruri McDuff, as Greg Roomba. 
Um, thank you so much for listening to our first show. Uh, if you like the show, please, please subscribe and give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it makes a huge difference for a new podcast. People are trying to find it and trying to get new listeners. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Pods on Tour. Um, so we're going to be releasing an episode every two weeks. So just go ahead, hit that subscribe button right now. But as a special release day treat, we've got our second episode available right now. So you can just go ahead and keep listening. But make sure and subscribe as well um, so you can stay caught up with where this wacky adventure goes. So thank you very much. <laughs>